days that think you're the greatest just stop looking listen cause you haven't heard the link hey it's the freak beats crew again we're back uh, after stuffing ourselves with uh, Christmas puddings and turkeys <laughs> and all what, what do you think uh, who do we have here uh, Psyche's here from uh, Canada. Uh, Toronto, isn't it? Snowy, yeah, it must yeah, be yeah. snowy. Uh, Maybe in the so UK. Bad. Yeah, it actually warmed up a little bit here. Okay. Uh, how how many meters of snow do you have? Uh, I think about a couple. <laughs> uh, it's it's cold even here in the UK. It's like minus one at the moment. It's evening time for me. And uh, as I said, we we're back after doing the annual review. We're here just to chat and gossip about the news of the month. Yeah. Uh, December December has been. Uh, busy i think don't you think so uh, i think it's been relatively average i mean for new releases and stuff like that i think it's been okay um there hasn't yeah. been that many major releases i think a lot of artists are kind of winding down for the end of the year stuff like they're going to do their uh sets for like new year's eve and stuff like that um mm. so most of them probably don't really have anything to mm. release until the new year mm-hmm. um, but other than that i'm sure there's lots of news that we need to talk about yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's been, you know, over a month. You basically gather quite a lot, and we try to fill them, fill them out. Sure. But do you have a message for the listeners? Oh yeah, like if you guys, uh, they're the listeners there in the uh, podcast world, and uh, uh, if you guys would need, or we're always looking for um, different comments and ways to improve the podcast. So if you guys have anything to share with us, please let us know, uh, like via our Facebook or uh, Twitter or any of the stuff that we are part of on social media. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much everywhere, aren't we? And, yeah, we uh, try to be. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's not just commenting. It's also just throw ideas. If you want to, you know, ask do a, a theme on, on some particular sure. issue, you know, just drop us the subject. Anyway, just to get things going. Yeah. Uh, the, first, the first topic, which is actually, um, uh, it's in three parts, is, is EDM becoming a dirty word? Uh-huh. Um, the reason I'm saying that, I mean, I know it sounds silly, but the guy who, uh, from what I understand, made EDM quite big in the States uh, back in 2012, well, this guy called Bob Silliman, uh, who was the uh, CEO of F- SFX Entertainment. And if, uh, Saikis, if you, look, if you looked um, on the background of what happened back in 2012, he basically said that uh, electronic dance music is the new rock and roll. Sure. And he, you know he made this declaration, and then everything just changed. I mean, the festivals were there, but then all the money was was thrown in. You know, Vegas became the capital. You know, the the, the DJ superstars were going there and getting crazy um, salary, well, salaries, you know, for the gigs. Um, and you know, this guy just made this declaration that everything went boom. Um, and then. Um, uh, you know, he acquired quite a lot of companies, including Beatport, um, which is a well-known uh, online record store. Uh, but then uh, he mismanaged everything, and things started going bust. And last year, uh, or you know, over 2016, he basically went bankrupt. Now, if you know, this has affected quite a few festivals. For example, Tomorrow World. And yep. this may be a reason why it didn't happen again, apart from the fiasco, of course. Yeah. <laughs> or what happened, the rain. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a lot of other festivals as well that got affected, like Mysteryland, Electric Zoo, Sensation. Um, even Tomorrowland was kind of, even Tomorrowland has its, is run by its own company, but it is affiliated with SFX. 
And this year, when they have this uh, tree, as you know, the giant tree as the as the main in the main arena, uh, main stage, people said, "Well, it looks a bit poor," and that's probably because of SFX, but it's probably going to come back bigger next year. So anyway, this guy has gone bust, but uh, the good news is uh, that the company got uh, acquired now. Um, so it got acquired by uh, this other guy called Philips. Uh, who has been doing some, uh, apparently been involved with Coachella, which I don't know, have you been to Coachella? No, no, that's it's a, a, California? It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the, the middle of a desert. Yeah, the middle yeah. of a desert. Um, anyway, anyway, this guy is into music business. Now, what I found interesting is not the takeover, because that can happen anytime, is that they say, um, uh, they drop the dance music and they say a lot of rock and roll these days sounds like electronic dance music but it's really just electronic music so this sounds like they're trying to distance uh, themselves from that word edm what do you think of that uh like what do you mean like they're comparing when rock rock and roll was big to what edm is now is that what no no i mean this is what they tried to do back in 2012 but now they're not talking about electronic dance music they're talking about electronic music and they say well any sort of music now is really electronic if you think about it. So well, yeah, everything's produced and stuff like that through uh, computers yeah. and stuff like that, you know, those but, programs. But, yeah, but what, what they're saying is, you know, they drop this electronic dance music and they're just talking about electronic music. So I don't know whether the word, the term EDM, which was very kind of big mm -hmm. in 2012 to 15, um, was people are just trying to distance themselves because, you know, they started getting, it's like a bad word now to be associated with. You think so? Well, I mean, look at what Afrojack said, okay? He had a recent interview. Um, I think I've read this through one of the websites, I think it was... Well, uh, why, why do you think it has bad connotations on the artist to say that they're an EDM artist? Um, you know, maybe things, I mean, we talked about things are going in circle, right? And um, probably... That sort of when people are talking about EDM, they're associating quite a lot with big room, mm -hmm. really, which is you know, that's a distinct sound because otherwise, electronic dance music is an umbrella, it encompasses everything, yeah. Um, so I think people are they want to dissociate themselves from this big room, um, sound, and we're going to talk about it as we go on, okay. And that's that's why probably they want to distance themselves from EDM. That's my I hope that's the only thing, mm -hmm. um. For example, Afrojack, as I said, he, he did an interview with, uh, uh, I've, I've read this on one of the websites, uh, like I think it's uh, We Rave You, mm -hmm. which is very good. And it says, I'm not EDM. If I want to be a successful EDM artist, I wouldn't put 80% of everything back into the show. I'd be chilling, demanding 20 hotel rooms, playing for one and a half hours and be miserable. But I don't want to be an EDM artist. I want to make something that people can be proud of. So. What what is he saying? Like EDM, uh, you can't be proud of. That's what I'm I'm thinking. Like it's kind of dismissive of everybody else's music. Because I mean, all artists have their own styles. So you're saying other artists that are that see themselves as EDM artists is not something like to be proud of, and like what they produce. Well, that's what he's saying. And yeah. then he goes and says, "I want to make an album. My grandma and my fans are going to like." Mm -hmm. Again, okay. what does he mean by that? <laughs> make I, pop I want music to make... then. If you're making generalized music, it seems like that's what he's saying. Yeah, exactly. I want to make my grandma understand a drop and make club fans understand a song. Okay. 
Uh, like so, I said, I think he's trying to say like you want everybody to like his music. I mean, that's not gonna yeah, always be the case. You know, people are gonna hate your music just like any other um, type of artist. You know, they have their fans. One. Yeah. Yeah. And number two, um, I mean, if you want everybody to like your music, you make pop music, which yeah, means exactly. popular music. Okay, so it's very easy. Just just become a pop artist. If that's what you want, that's fine, man. Okay, just don't come next to me next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, part three. Okay, listen to this. Dead Mouse and Rolling Stone magazine interview recently. Yeah. They're asking him. You said in 2014 that IDM was going to fuck itself. Sorry for this. Huh? But I'm just reading. It already did in 2015. Where have you been? 85% crossed over. It's fucked. It's out of the innovator's hands. It's not really grassroots anymore. I'm partially responsible. I've done my part to commercialize shit. Oversaturation. He says, uh, do you think it'll come back around or do you think it's running its course? Shit can go and nothing really ever comes back. Disco evolved into Chicago Warehouse, then there was techno eventually evolving into EDM. I'm hard pressed to think about a genre that's as popular as it always was. Nothing goes full circle with music. I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that too. Nothing goes full circle, but you gotta see the evolution of stuff, right? You know, like there's hmm. always gonna be something like the next step, something that comes more popular than the other. You know, become something different, and that sometimes is a good thing. Like he makes it sound like a bad thing because he, his generation, or well, yeah, his generation was, you know, what he thinks is the prime generation, you know, type of stuff where it's progressive house. Like his, he thinks his music, his style of music is the best, you know. And now, yeah, yeah. It, now that things are changing, where progressive house and big room house is the most popular um, type of electronic dance music, he thinks now, man, he's pulling back. That's them now. Look what I've done. Look what I've done. Yeah. You know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, he makes it sound like this is fucked and it's oversaturated. Yeah. He basically, everybody is trying to distance themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it seems um, like it. But uh, I can tell you, man, EDM, as a term, not big room necessarily, is here to stay. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. We, 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 we're coming to the 30th anniversary now. Yeah. So there you go. It's yeah, no, I, it's not going to go away. It's just going to evolve and change, you know? Yeah, as yeah. people produce more things and they experiment with certain stuff, you're gonna you're gonna find a different sound as time goes on. Yeah, and as Psyche says, by the way, he says it's the best time to be yes. like electronic dance music, isn't it? It's no lie. Yeah, it's you know. no lie. I agree. I dig you there. <laughs> okay, and hey, well, it's been happening with some uh, bots and festivals. Oh my no, that's great news, man, for concert and festival goers in the states now. You know. And this doesn't really apply just to electronic dance music, but um, it, it really applies to anybody who goes to any like sporting event or any type of event that they want to attend to that requires you know a ticket purchase. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Obama has passed uh, an act banning all bots from ticket buying called the uh, Better Online Ticket Sales Act of 2016. <laughs> these mm -hmm. you know these bots programs are programmed to scoop up the tickets to concert and festivals, leaving the rest of the concert goers to at their knees to pay for like exorbitant amount to attend their favorite artists kind of ridiculous uh, now that this act is in effect in the united states hopefully other countries will follow suit um, it is now legal for software bots to purchase concert festivals and event tickets i know here in canada they have an issue with bots uh, soaking up all the tickets and reselling them on StubHub or other third-party websites to make a profit you know it's a win like this bill shows or this act like shows a win for the consumer i think and it gives a chance for people who can afford to go to the concert because of the markup prices so now they actually can attend because now they won't have to fight against bots um i 
Go ahead. Yeah. I fully I, agree with you. I mean, uh, you know, you might say, well, it's that's not a significant law in the big scheme of things of mm-hmm. society in the U.S. I'm not living in the U.S., so I don't know that. But overall, you know, it's it's it, it may be a very minor thing, but it's it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I think it's, I it gives know, us. I don't know oh. how he came on to this, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah, like it's like one step closer to give fans to a chance to actually attend these events without paying insane markup prices. You know, it, it would be interesting how these are actually enforced because some websites are outside a jurisdiction of the country. I know like here in Toronto or the, our province, Ontario, that they're trying to legislate the ban on these bots as well. But it because like a lot of uh, large cities are especially affected because they host major events. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good step forward for um, consumer like on the consumer Definitely. front. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and now, from we're gonna go a bit from the generalized topics into more specific topics, and just talk about uh, some artists and acts. Like, uh, for example, Major Lazer. He just brought this new uh, tune. Well, yeah. it's not him. It's three of them, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, called uh, My Number. Um, I, I mean, this is what this is like the third single this year. He had a major. Major success with Coldwater and Justin Bieber and yes. M- M0 or whatever you call it. Um, but w- sorry, but what about this? Uh, uh, my number. Um, heard it? For me, yeah, yeah, I've heard it. I mean, it's more of their reggae Mobaton sound, uh, which yes. I don't particularly care for. So I don't really like it. Is what I'm gonna say. But um, like, I like their other stuff this year, like um, Believer. But I think the part that I like about the Believer song is from Showtech. And I don't mm. mind the Cold Water song. The Cold Water song's fine because I, I know I like Justin Bieber's voice and uh, Mo, uh, his voice as well because Mo has been with another major laser song called Lean On, uh, which yeah, was another yeah, of course. Song, so yeah, yeah, um, I, I agree. I mean, this is a, myth, a bit too much that reggae for me to say. Yeah. Um, you know this. Although, although I'm not against this uh, style, but I think it was a bit too much. Although that's his style, isn't it? He's, I think he has some Jamaican roots, and so he incorporates a lot of dub reggae and mumbaton, as he says. But I think that was a bit too. Much. The song basically wasn't. It, it was a little bit weak, I thought. Uh, but I know you like the Christmas trees one. So oh yeah, yeah, man! I'm always in the holiday spirit for uh, Christmas music. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, just to move on now. Uh, yeah, Dead Mouse and Kanye West, man, they're best friends, aren't they? Oh, I could see that. You know, it's interesting how you can go from fighting, from hating one another, to actually loving one another. You know? Yeah. So, do you know exactly what happened previously? Uh, no, I think it was something to do. I don't know. It was just Twitter beef, silly Twitter beef. You know, Dead Mouse likes to troll, so it's not surprising from him. And then Kanye, yeah. because he has such a gigantic ego, is willing to bite. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, somebody posted, I think I'm ready, they, they posted a video of uh, uh, Kanye working with on his new album. And then on the background, you could hear a, a Dead Mouse uh, song, I think it was Snow Cone from his new album. So people then start going into stories like, oh, are they going to collaborate? I don't think so, really. No. But it's, it's just interesting that, you know, he listens to something so far removed from his scene, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, Snow Cone is probably the closest to rap music in terms of yes, on that yes. album, so... Yeah, 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 maybe maybe that, but uh, I just found it interesting. Anyway, um, uh, when, when they asked him uh, about a possible collaboration that was in the past, 
He says, anyone other than fucking uh -huh. uh, Kanye, I fucking hate him. Sorry oh. about the, the swearing, but I'm just reading here and quoting. Um, and uh, again, staying with uh, Dead Mouse because he's uh, big news this uh, uh, this month, isn't he, with the yeah. release of his album. Um, man, I find that you're very good with predictions. I don't know if you're psychic. Yeah, I know, right? That Cube 2.1. I'm sorry, I said 2.0 in our... Uh review of his album but uh, yeah. I, I saw this coming when he was at Valve and he introduced the uh, new Cube there and uh, I'm mm. not surprised that uh, he's starting a new tour with Cube 2.1 with his new songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean he saw the small teasers on YouTube uh, a week ago or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it, looked, it looked great, um, no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. And uh, I hope I'll be able to catch him on his personal too, if not with other artists. Um, uh, I like the new mouse set as well. I think he's uh, going to have another mouse set as well. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So that's always a yeah. plus <laughs> as well. Um, and um, just to move on to other artists like Martin Garrix, your favorite. Man. Yes, my boy. <laughs> I know, boy. I know. I saw that. Like, I said that to Sparks. I'm, I'm, like, I knew he was going to go down this road because I think his, he wants to be the number one musical artist, like, including EDM and pop at the same time. He's, like, double dipping in both these categories now. I think he's trying to get yeah. into. Uh, yeah. uh, but it'll be uh, interesting what he comes out with this year. Uh, he's going yeah. down the road of pop music. Man, I must tell you that uh, to top what he's done in 2016, it's going to be very, very hard. Well, I mean, now he's trying to tap into a different market, I think, um, compared to what he was doing last year. Like last year, a lot he had a lot of um, club slash uh, festival mixes. Um, mm. So this year, I think he'll come out with more chain smokery esque. I I don't like using that word, but you know what I'm talking about, like that future bass sound. Um, so he can become but more on the radio. Future bass is not pop, though, is it? Well, I mean, the chain, like I'm talking about the chain smoker sound in terms of uh, what they've done in the past year, mm -hmm. 2015. Or sorry, 2016. He, yeah. I mean, there's even, they alluded about him collaborating with Justin Bieber. And he said, oh, he and Bieber are very close, especially since, uh, you know, he's touring and because they're yeah, both. Yeah, I'm sure young. they have a lot of common in terms of that. Like, Martin Garrix does a shit ton of shows, and so does Justin Bieber, and they both write music yeah. and, you know, they both yeah. make music. So. Yeah. Uh, and even, um, uh, you know, taking back from the very first uh, topic where we say EDM is the bad word or mm -hmm. whatever, Tiesto is going deep house now. If you listen to his latest releases, no, he's, no. this guy's just going, the remixes is just deep house. Uh -huh. Completely, completely went off yeah, within a year. It? Um, it's okay. <laughs> uh, Be honest. I did, well, I'm honest. It's okay. It's average. You know, okay. Nothing that I... Uh, nothing that I you know, got particularly excited. Um, right. But maybe, I mean, the guy's talented, so mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to other releases. Sure. Um, uh, now, just, I want to talk about SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. um, big news for people like Sparks who uploads his mixes onto uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, so, SoundCloud, you know, people were bitching uh, because they, I think uh, six months ago, they decided to take all the DJ mixes down for copyright issues. And then people just moved on to Mixcloud. Mm -hmm. uh, and now they're saying, uh, okay, we're just going to allow you again to put back the mixes. 
Um, that happened, as I said, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and people kind of cheered because SoundCloud is a, is a very established uh, platform. I yes. Think, bigger, yeah, yeah. bigger name than Mixcloud. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's still, if you if you look at online forums, there's still a lot of bitching. So it's not that all mixes uh, will go up and some of them will go up and really we don't know what's, what's going on. and. It's a bit sad. I mean, you know, it's a good platform. I think it has problems with monetization and just oh, trying okay. to figure out how to make money. Um, so that's what it is. It's just an evolution. Yeah. And uh, just talking about uh, music in general and music formats like the online streaming, like SoundCloud, Mixcloud. What about vinyl sales? What do you think? I know I don't Have buy you... any vinyl records, so I, most of my downloads are from digital. So I know. However, um, Vinyl records are now outperforming digital downloads in streams in the United Kingdom. Uh, oh, okay. I wonder what that is in North America in terms of the vinyl sales item. I think digital ah. downloads is probably still higher, probably here. Um, yeah, but don't you find this? It's kind of a reversal, really. Yeah. And uh, and you could see how. Uh, I mean, it's not just. It's not just a vinyl record stuff anymore. Uh, Technics came with two uh, with a new model of SLK, which is the classic DJ turntable that was, they were using back, you know, before they brought the CTJ. Um, and I was looking at Amazon the other day. I found a, a vinyl player for like a thousand pounds, which is like twelve hundred Canadian dollars or twelve hundred US dollars. You know, really, really expensive stuff. So the yeah. kind of reversed it now they, they're overplaying and say you know this is for the aficionados and, uh, and the enthusiasts and this is for hipsters maybe maybe <laughs> maybe it's for hipsters i don't know but i just found it interesting perhaps though uh, i must say coming from me there may be a psychological factor so you know i go to beatport and i download i buy things like digital things uh -huh. you know an mp3 uh -huh. And then it goes to my computer and then it kind of get lost and I don't know, do I have it, do I don't have it? I'm not quite sure what's going with this music. Uh, I know it's there, maybe I'm not organized, but yeah, it's I was like, gonna say, I don't you have need anything. A, you need to be a better music manager. Okay, but um, what I mean is, psychologically, I don't have something to grasp onto. Uh -huh. At least even with a CD, uh -huh. I had something to grasp, okay? I guess. The vinyl is the same, it's like, it's a, a collection thing. It's like I think you're, you're just old too old school, that's why. Well, all these people, man, who are buying vinyls, then they're all sure. as well. Like I said, they're so, hipsters. Yeah, hipsters maybe. Okay, <laughs> so I'm hipster as well. Uh, uh, just to uh, move on, though, um, did you like the new track of Armin Van Buren? Uh, not particularly. I, I'm not a huge Armin Van Buren fan. I listened to it. I'm just like, okay, it's it's trancy. What about you? What did you think of it? I loved it. I loved it. He oh, he okay. opened uh, AD in Amsterdam with this. Um, he uh it's, it's called great spirit i think i hope so uh, i can't remember now um but he basically it's a collaboration with vinnie vici mm -hmm. and it's uh the future some native americans um chanting which i must say i don't know what which tribe is it and yeah what the chanting but okay. the way it's mixed it's it's really uh um it's it's really good you know it's properly yeah. mixed and it's very also respective yeah. of of the culture as well yeah um I, I looked up Vinnie Vici a bit because I didn't know them. Um, they're from Israel and they, they used to play psychedelic trance. Mm -hmm. And then when I looked at some online reviews, 
they label this as psychedelic trance. And for God's sake, this is not psychedelic trance, okay? So if anybody's listening to this podcast and it's psychedelic trance, we can have a debate about that, all right? Because it's not psychedelic trance. It's just proper trance. It has a part where it becomes kind of a 2-4 uh, beta, which was very reminiscent of psychedelic trance, but the rest of it's not psychedelic trance, okay? It's just proper trance. Okay. And it's, 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 a good, it's a good record, I think. Okay. Um, now we don't have Diganta with us because unfortunately, yeah. You know, yeah, you know where he may be? Uh, where, 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 where is he at? Well, he may be in the Sunburn Festival, man. Oh, lucky, lucky bastard. Yeah, exactly. So it's in his area, and he may be over there just uh, smashing now with Casimir. <laughs> um, this is one of the festivals that um, I want to go one day, and and I'm really looking forward like an excuse or, or somehow to get there. Maybe I'll use the gun as an excuse and get there next year. Casimir <laughs> yeah. um, is headlining again as last year. Last year he had this uh, amazing tune called Bazaar. Um, so that was the official Samba and Goa anthem. Um, this year he brought yesterday actually in Spinning Records a new tune with uh, Marnie called Mandala. Yep. Uh, have you heard it? Um, no, I, unfortunately I haven't heard it. It's very recent, so I haven't had a chance to uh, sit down and listen to it. Uh, have you? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've listened to it yesterday when it came out, because, yeah. as you know, I like Casimir. I must say it was very average. So, just the same chords. Didn't have a feeling. It's I a big didn't, room, I didn't right? Feel it. It's big room, yeah. yeah. It's, his, it's his style. Now, if I'm there, if I'm in the middle of, you know... 50,000 or 80,000 that it's going to be in some, but you know, maybe I will have loved it. But yeah, just listening to it off, off on, on you know, on the speakers on my flat, it just didn't make it for me. No, um, maybe it's a grower, yeah. who knows? Yeah, maybe it's a grower. I mean, you know, I only listened it once, I judged it from one listen, but it was very quite average, you know, it kind of passed me by. Okay, um, and just staying with India, uh, David Guetta. Um, he um, he's feeling India. He seems to like India. Yeah. And he's getting uh, he teams up with Sunburn Festival and Percept Live, uh, which must be a company that does live shows there, to uh, do massive shows in Bengaluru oh, on yeah. January the twelfth. So uh, he says uh, on an interview, he says he's ready to give up, uh, sorry, to give back to the country <laughs> that showed him so much love yeah. over the course of the past years. Um, Anything to say about that? I mean, are people moving a little bit to the east? EDC just had, uh, well, I, you know. I think they are moving towards Asia to try and tap into the Asian market just because Asia is so big, right? So there's so many yeah. people that they can expose their music to. Yeah, 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 it's true, isn't it? I mean, if you if you grasp if you grasp India and China, man, you have it sorted. Well, seriously. China's the big one, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. To try and get into that market is, you know, pretty normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And talking about staying on with charity, Eric Pritzman. Yeah. Uh, do you remember we talked last in last month in, on our newscast about this guy who had uh, James Lilo who had terminal cancer. Yeah. Who was a big fan of him and Eric Pritz was going to uh, um, play well do a show where the funds will go on a charity and obviously James Lilo would be in his you know he, he would do the show in his city. Yeah. Unfortunately, the guy passed away from yeah. mesothelioma, which is a very um, it's a very nasty. No, it's was germ cell carcinoma. Sorry, uh, it's a very nasty thing. Really, you can't really survive. And he wasn't in the show. He did two shows there. I've heard of a couple of new releases that he did, uh, especially for James Lalo. They were really, really emotional. 
And I think the good thing is that he actually raised 60,000 American dollars. Wow. That he's donating to this oncology charity. That's great. I'm going to put a, yeah, I'm going to put a link on the YouTube video. So if people still want to donate, it's not, I'm not, we're not getting any money. It's, you know, this is from the Eric Pritz charity for James Lilo. You know, if somebody has a spare, uh, somebody, I think somebody who, if they know of anybody who suffers from cancer, they realize how important this is. So I'm going to put a link just to support this. Um, and staying on with Eric Pritz and linking with Dead Mouse, Creamfields announced that they're going to have these guys playing together. Wow. Yeah. So the big boys. They play, the, well, I don't know if they're going <laughs> to be headlining, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know, the, you guys suspect the, that they're probably going to headline. Sorry? I said you got to suspect that they're probably going to be headlining that festival, most likely at least one of the days. Well, you know, in Tomorrowland, they played together and they weren't in the main arena. Yeah, well, that's Tomorrowland, arena. though. Like, look at the yeah. big names that are at Tomorrowland. I mean, everybody, you know, Creamfields has almost the same names as Tomorrowland. It just doesn't have the the myth or legend around it, okay? Mm. Um, but... Um, so this is this will be the second show. Um, again, they're not doing what uh, Porter Robinson and Madden is doing, which is kind of a proper tour. Yeah. Um, and as I said, their own thing was uh, very individual. So it was back to back, one tune versus another tune. So Dead Mouse versus Eric Pritz versus Dead Mouse. Sure. Uh, but definitely be interesting. What I don't want to see, I'm going to say this, okay? No. Freaking. Creamfields, mm -hmm. they're running for four days, uh -huh. and on a Thursday they have people are uh, playing only for the for people who have um, camping tickets. This is just stupid and ridiculous. Okay, so I missed. I don't want to come. I want to only come on the weekend. Okay, they, they should allow me to see the artists if I'm able to pay. For for Christ's sake, why you don't, do you don't this? want to camp? Why don't you want to camp? No, uh, that's a different matter. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is. They should allow anybody to watch the artists, okay? If they want to have a day party for the campers, that's fantastic. But for Christ's sake, okay, don't close it. Like this year, I missed on Eric Pritz on, on Series D's show. I missed on Armin Van Buren. For God's sake, you know, don't do this again. You know, this is why Creamfields can't be as big as Tomorrowlands. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to bitch on another podcast no. about that. Because they're just doing these stupid things. Because the acts otherwise, the the lineup was almost the same. I think okay, you need to camp so. it. That's what I think. No, I'm not. Do. I'm not gonna camp. I'm gonna go. Uh, anyway, don't stop me. Let me, let me just continue. <laughs> let me just continue. Stay in okay. the UK. And uh, have you heard of the X Factor show called the X Factor? Uh, not the UK version. I think there's a US version. By is, yeah. that, is Simon Cowell on the US version, or is that the UK version? I don't think. Um, he's probably in both. Yeah. Basically, it's a, it's a singing competition. Yeah. And usually, you know, some artists, they kind of um, narrow down the artists. They start with like uh, 10,000, then they narrow them down, and they give the top spot to somebody with a record contract. And anyway, I think the finals took uh, place three weeks ago or something, and guess who was there? Who? Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki, eh? Yeah. Mm. So, well, I mean, not as one of the contestants. With the cake? Uh, without, without a cake. Without a cake. Okay. Um, uh, and he was, uh, he played this new tune with uh, Louis Tomlinson from One Direction, which is a pop group, you know, a pop group that came out of the X Factor called Just Hold On. So he kind of, you know, um, what is this guy doing there? It was very weird. Yeah. You know? 
it was very weird and I, I was calling my mates and saying hey this is the guy I was talking about to you that he cakes people How's I couldn't song? believe it um, very poppy and nothing didn't do it to me so it was poppy with a little bit of a breakdown and build up kind of big room by in a slowed down version of it tempo so do you expect to hear it on the radio well yeah because it's one dimension but one you know, direction that doesn't mean anything <laughs> Yeah, sorry. One yeah, one direction. I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I can expect it, but really, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, Steve Eric is Steve Eric. Sure. By the way, I've heard on, on, on his birthday, he was reverse caked. Reverse caked, eh? Yeah, by one of his fans. <laughs> so he threw the. I don't know how this this could happen, but basically, someone just threw a kick back to him. Oh man, I need to see a video of that. Yeah, exactly. If we find it on YouTube, that'd be hilarious because. <laughs> He had enough. I mean, he needs to change this now. For God's sake! I you know. know. Every time he does silly. this, yeah, I'm I'm disappearing from from the front because you know I don't want to be kicked. For God's sake! I'm there to enjoy the music. Um, and uh, continue with some other artists. Hardwell. Hardwell. So uh, Hardwell, I had him as my disappointment yeah. for 2016 yeah. um, because I really like the guy and he, you know, I one of the first big room tunes I've heard was Hardwell's tunes. And it's very memorable, uh, but I thought he had a little bit of a weak year this time around. So uh, he slowed down as well. So he had this thinking about you uh, tune with Jason, uh, which is basically a pop infused kind of slowed down tempo uh, dance track, as we keep saying. But um, and then he goes and releases Baldadik, which, if you follow his sets, he's been playing this for at least a year and a half when I was. You know, quote it, and it's one of a very well-known tune. Uh, it's really banking. It just came out, um, I think, last week on Revealed Recordings. Um, I think it's a great tune, and I, I bought it through Beatmode myself. Um, and then, um, good news for him as well. His uh, anthem called Spaceman, um, which is a 2012 tune. Uh, it just uh, reached gold status in the US. Yeah. In the sales. It's a good it's... song. Even I've heard of Spaceman. And, yeah, uh, but this is like selling 500,000 copies. Well, I think it's one of That's his most recognized lot, songs, like even outside of uh, his style. Uh, like, I've heard of it. I don't follow Hardwell that much, but I've heard Spaceman before. You know, and I enjoy that yeah. song. Yeah. And but w the good news, I think, here is, you know, when uh, we talked earlier on about um, EDM being uh, very... Uh, no serious music and and it's like everybody wants to dissociate themselves from it uh all the big room sound let's put it this way and it's a kind of uh, ephemeral meaning like it comes today doesn't matter it goes tomorrow well spaceman go release 2012 it means getting a gold record means that people kept on buying it and that's how it reached you know 500,000 sales so that's that's good news i think for the for the music itself, yeah, because okay? uh, it's good to stream, but it's good also to support the artist. I'm not oh. saying that uh, Hardwell is is struggling, but uh, I think it's still good. And continuing with Hardwell, um, in his uh, 2016 sets, during the end of them, or even mid in the middle of it, he he goes bananas. He goes um, hard style, okay, this kind of Netherlands all sounds very fast kind of 140 BPM, which I really can't stand. So this guy called Dr. Funk, he uh, did a remix now of one of his tunes and brought it um, out. It's a remix actually of Apollo, mm -hmm. 
um, which is another big and popular uh, Harwell uh, track. Uh, and it's hard style though. I don't really. Fa- I mean, all the all he did is just basically made it faster and put put the kick drum kind of gabber like distorted uh, kick. Uh, and I'm just thinking. You know, we keep saying the music is slowing down. It, it is slowing down. And then you can see, for example, Hardwell, he wrote this slow tempo tune with Jay Sean called Thinking About You. Then you have this remix of Apollo by Dr. Funk, which is hardstyle. So these are opposite spectrum, 110 and 140. So this kind of mid 128, 130, which is the big room sound may actually kind of fade away for the time being. So you may have parts of the festival and people are going harder actually and then you might have parts of the festival of the festival where the sound is actually slower yeah it'll be interesting to see anyway um what do you think uh well i mean people are going to follow the artists that they like so if their fans like that specific type of music then they're going to cater to that um but when you become so popular you you're going to have a mix of fans that are going to be both right um Like most of the, I don't know, I like I can't predict the future, even though I have. Uh, yes. But it'll be, <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see some of these festivals because I think a lot of the songs that are going to come out soon are going to be slower tempo. So it'll yeah. be interesting how the vibe of all of these festivals are going to be when all these songs are going to be slower and less jumpy per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you'll always have artists that will come out of different styles and they're gonna have their own niches in terms of their musical like it's not gonna disappear is what i'm saying like specific genres are not gonna disappear you're gonna no, always no. have the techno people and then you're gonna always have the hard style people and the dubstep people like those types of genres aren't gonna go away because there's artists that are gonna produce that type of music you know because they love producing that type of music and they won't like they're kind of strong-minded and like that's their thing you know yeah, yeah. you understand what i'm saying yeah um but I think, you know, his name gives it away, Hardwell. Yeah. Hardwell, yeah. Hardstyle, Hardwell. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I probably is a fan of, of Hardstyle himself, or even Gabba, because that's a Netherlands sound. Uh-huh. And just to close this uh, newscast, which is getting a bit long now, but I thought <laughs> we have interesting topics. Um, something about wrapping up the 2016, talking about sales and top tracks, and I mean, most popular tracks. Um, so in the US, the best sellings uh, list has been released. There's a few uh, tracks here. Um, there's three from, uh, or actually two from the Chainsmokers, not surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, the Closer being at top 15, Don't Let Me Down uh, being at um, number three. Rose is not there. Roses is not there. Um, and then you have um, Tukapila Ibiza, number four. Uh, quite a lot of copies actually uh, so um, it's a good year actually you know you have three tunes in the US which you know the US is, is uh, I guess it's it's quite important for the EDM but you know rock music there is still very prevalent so you have uh, top three tunes um, uh, sorry three tunes in the top 15 I think it's, it's a good thing altogether yeah 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 um, and, you know, I mean, they're not the most radical or innovative yeah. uh, EDM tunes. They're very radio-friendly. Yes. But still, you know, 
some some kid who's like six years old now may hear it and then may become the next Martin Garrix. Yeah, no, so yeah. Or they dive deep and learn and like different other genres from these artists. You know, Chainsmokers didn't yeah. start off the way they sound like. They've done a no. bunch of remakes. They're originally like like regular progressive house house yeah. stuff like that. So it's it's yeah. good to see like EDM becoming on the forefront of rate on people's list and the amount of copies being sold is a reflection on uh, the, ta- mm. the different tastes that people have. And it's not just the sales, really. I mean, when you check out Shazam mm-hmm. and the full list for the year, yep. like which ones have been uh, sought after by um, its users, you have actually four or five in there. So you have the Kungs, this girl, yeah. Alan Walker faded, yeah. uh, took a pill in Ibiza, the Seb remix, uh, you have the Chainsmokers, Don't Let Me Down. So that's five out of ten. Yeah. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, maybe, I mean, you know, not everything has sold as well. So you have five most wanted, I guess, uh, tunes from Shazam. And then three tunes in the top 15. That's pure sales. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the Shazam thing is really, really big. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's great to see those types of songs on there. Um, I'm not surprised to see those songs on there because I know how much no. they're played on the radio in general. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Let's hope that 2017 continues to be as strong as uh, I d- 16. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it'll be, it'll yeah. be interesting to see what some artists come out with. Um, artists that want to dive into this type of um, this music, like the ch- like I always keep coming with the Chainsmokers because they did something this year that was kind of a phenomenon per se. You know. Mm. Even though when I'm thinking about it, um, perhaps um, either. DJ Snake or or um, Jack U, you know, Deeply and Skrillex, maybe they have kind of started a song in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. And then the, the the other guys just took it a bit more pop and they made it more popular. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know, yeah. they, they did this um, nice, lush female vocals there. But the sound was kind of getting to that point of, you know, vocal chops, kind of slow down tempo. Yes. Um, Anyway, um, just to take you back from 2016, 1987. Now, I don't know where you were in 1987. Uh, nowhere to be found. I was not in existence. Nowhere to be found. <laughs> but but as, a, as a youngster myself, um, as a teenager, I've heard this um, kind of electronic music that sounded out of this world. Um, and then I've realized that this is called house music, because so, that's what they said it was. It was mid-summer, 87. And it was actually, I think, in the top three in the UK. Um, that was so bizarre. And then after that, you know, everything just broke loose. And in 1987, um, a song got released in Chicago. I haven't heard it until much later. It was called Your Love. And uh, Jamie Principal was in the vocals and Frankie Knuckles, who has passed away now, uh, did a production. It was a phenomenal song that everybody knows and have heard, and there's been thousands of remixes. Now, Pete Tong, uh, do you know Pete Tong? Yeah, Pete Tong Radio, uh, BBC One. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a big guru here, you know, who started the FFRR uh, label back in uh, 89, I think, or 88, and started breaking these uh, tunes 
Um, and he remained in the forefront, at least of the UK uh, records uh, company and scene. Um, he, he made a new compilation that uh, has all these classic house tunes, not necessarily from 87, uh, where they're orchestrated now. So there's a tendency now to get these old classic tunes and just put an orchestral interpretation of them. They're still very dancey. It's not like a, a pure symphonic orchestra of, of, of them, but um, a, uh, an act from uh, uh, Denmark called Kurs or something like that, uh, he did a very, very nice mix. And actually, that's why I brought it up. Uh, I listened to the song, so I think it complements the original. It doesn't it doesn't destroy the region, it's actually complementing it. And uh, we basically are going to close uh, with this uh, tune on the background. And uh, I think these are the news for December and uh, we're looking forward uh, to continue the podcast in 2017 with more news and playlists. We're going to review some albums. We still have a couple of uh, episodes, hopefully, before the end of the year. Yeah. Anything you want to say? No, I just want to say goodbye. Like we said in the beginning, if uh, you have any comments or anything to share with us, any ideas, we'd be more than all ears to get any of those ideas in and to make this podcast yeah. uh, what you guys want. Exactly. So this is this should be seen as your your podcast as well. Um, you know, if you if you like something, you know, please tell us and please like it and share because we appreciate that you know we don't get paid for what we do uh, so it's it's uh, it feels nice when when you see your uh, your effort that gets appreciated so it's a sign out for me is 23 from the uk and it's a goodbye to me okay take care <laughs> bye